Welcome to the Well Woman Show, where motivated women achieve fulfillment and well-being. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. Just, you're going to be in for a good ride. I'm a woman. I would prefer to, to tell my own story. My story, though it's very personal, is universal. You're listening to the Well Woman Show. And now your host, Giovanna Rossi. Giovanna Rossi here and welcome to another episode of The Well Woman Show, where I interview women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs about their lives and their road to becoming and being who they are today. Are you at the top of your game professionally but feeling burned out or finding it hard to focus on your goals or unfulfilled personally? Or are you in transition, simply juggling so many things you find it hard to take care of your own needs? Well, you're not alone. We all need to activate the four universal superpowers. These are the internal strengths and abilities we all already have, but don't use all the time. Superpowers can be cultivated and they include awareness, intuition, action, and acceptance. Toward the end of the show in a segment called Superpowers for Success, I ask my guest about her superpowers and the answers will give you the strength, perspective, and power to live a well woman life. I'm so happy you're here. So thanks for tuning in. I'm so thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico, a monthly green, healthy lifestyle publication, and for support from High Desert Yoga, promoting optimum physical health, clarity of mind, and spiritual inspiration for all. This episode of The Well Woman Show is brought to you by Collective Action Strategies, supporting organizations that support women and families, and by Well Woman Life Movement Challenge Quiz, your resource for living your best life. If you're in burnout or major transition, this is your time to figure out what's holding you back from making the changes you need to make in order to live your fullest, most joyful life. The cause of all of our challenges, personal or professional, can actually be rooted in the lack of internal superpowers and or external supports. Our Well Woman Life Framework tells you which stage of the Well Woman Life Cycle you're in and what to do about it so you can truly live your best life. You can find out more at wellwomanlife.com slash quiz. On the show today, I interview Representative Christine Trujillo, and we talk about gender equity legislation, what the tampon tax is, and what she's asking for funding for. You can find all the information and links mentioned today at wellwomanlife.com slash radio. You can also continue the conversation with us in the Well Woman Life community group at wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook. I spoke at length with Christine McHugh, president of New Mexico F Women in Film as well, and I'll be airing that interview on an upcoming show. We talked about New Mexico Women in Film championing a strategy developed by the Los Angeles chapter of Women in Film and Television called Reframe which is a certification structure for production companies willing to make diversity and gender equity a priority in staffing of their projects. Since last year's Oscar Awards ceremony, when Frances McDormand brought the concept of an inclusion writer to the greater public, this idea has been gaining real momentum. The New Mexico chapter of Women in Film traditionally uses the February Film and TV Week to lobby for greater diversity and gender equity in the film industry. This year, they'll be screening the documentary This Changes Everything on Friday, February 15th at 7.30 p.m. as part of the Santa Fe Film Festival. 
There will be a post-screening panel discussion with the filmmaker. You can go to wellwomanlife.com slash radio for more information about that. And catch my interview with New Mexico Women in Film President Christine McHugh on an upcoming episode of The Well Woman Show, available on your NPR One app or at iTunes. The Well Woman Show is thankful for support from Natural Awakenings Magazine in New Mexico and High Desert Yoga in Albuquerque. So today, I get to speak with Representative Christine Trujillo, who worked as an educator for 21 years, has served in the New Mexico State Legislature since 2013, and currently serves as a member of the House Appropriations and Finance Committee and the House Education Committee, two really important committees for this session. Representative Trujillo was born and raised in Taos and has five children and six grandchildren. She received her master's degree in elementary education from the University of New Mexico. Now to my interview with Representative Christine Trujillo. I'm speaking with Representative Christine Trujillo this morning. Welcome to the program. Thank you for inviting me. I really look forward to having this conversation with you. Representative Trujillo, um, we're sitting here in your office at the state capitol. The session is in swing, like fully up and running now. What are your priorities this session? Clearly, um, it's at public education and its funding, addressing the needs of the Yazi Martinez lawsuit. And then for me, uh, women's health care issues, those are critical to me. Okay, and in terms of women's health care, I know you're carrying um, quite a few different bills. We've, I've got your list of bills in front of me. Um, you're carrying a bill, House Bill 64, to fund the Commission on the Status of Women. And for listeners, uh, the Commission on the Status of Women is an office that's in statute in New Mexico that really serves to um, bring awareness to uh, women's issues and gender and diversity equity. Um, and it hasn't been funded for the last eight years under the previous administration. So you're trying to get it funded now as of this year. Correct. I'm trying to get $500,000 to be able to to reinstate what was uh, totally um, neglected and evaporated and and annihilated by uh, Governor Martinez in, during her administration. Actually, I think in the first week of her tenure, she chose not to do anything with it. And uh, what uh, many women advocates and what I'd like to do is clearly fund it, uh, get the startup costs moving uh, uh, moving forward so we can get our, our, actu- our actual board members, get uh, office equipment and all the things that are necessary to reinvigorate it, and hopefully we can have some recurring funding in the future years. Yeah, and I'm really familiar with that whole process because, as you know, I was the director of the Women's Health Office, which was housed inside the Commission on the Status of Women, and our office was also in statute and not funded under the previous administration. So um, we're, we're really excited to see this bill come forward for the funding for the Commission on the Status of Women. And uh, it was interesting because you're not actually supposed to not fund an office that's in statute. And and she was able to do that and nobody challenged it. Well, I think people tried to challenge it, but she ignored all those challenges. And as you can see, she didn't go out with a bang. She went out with a whimper. And that's because um, in the long run, I think karma comes and bites you. 
And that's what happened to her. And hopefully it'll happen to Trump because of the meanness that seems to um, uh, find its way into their bodies and the decisions that they make. Well, and now we have our new governor, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham. And um, so are you excited to work with her? How do you think that's going to play out? I think it's wonderful. Um, I believe that she, she did an incredible job as a congresswoman. I think that she brings a lot more maturity, a lot more strength, a lot more ability to work with people. And she knows the issues in the state of New Mexico, like unlike many of her predecessors. Um, she also had, she, she did an incredible job going out into every community in the state when she was running for office. And uh, she worked for their support. And now that she's in office, she is really working hard to ensure that that she meets um, with folks that have not met with her before, but also complies with the, the promises that she made during the campaign trail. One of them, as you know, is her commitment to do away with the park testing. Okay, and so Representative Trujillo, you are carrying a ton of bills that impact women and women's health. And I just want to talk to you about a few of them. Um, I'm going to just list here a few for the listeners. We've got House Bill 56, which is Prostitution as Delinquent Act. Um, We've got um, also Crime Fund for Human Trafficking Victims. That's House Bill 60. We've got um, Domestic Violence Services, all kinds of things that really bring attention to issues that women are dealing with and uh, gender equity. You're also carrying a bill that is House Bill 179, Feminine Hygiene Product Gross Receipts. And this really caught my eye because I know this has been um, an issue in other states that other legislators have taken up. And I'm really interested to see how this is going to play out here. Can you describe the bill? Sure. My bill is very simple. All it does is it uh, repeals the gross receipts tax on on feminine hygiene products, and those involve tampons and um, uh, sanitary napkins, the little cups, uh, anything that is construed as a menstrual um, capture product. And why is this so important to do? Well, first of all, it's not a choice. It is a fact of life, and uh, the reason that it came to my attention in Health and Human Services uh, Interim Committee, we were talking to women who were uh, struggling to try to find money to pay for for those um, products. In addition, we learned that the in prison, women in prison are actually uh, allocated a, a very small amount of sanitary napkins for their during their menstrual cycle and then they have to start paying extra for anything that they need and I think the number was 10 and I thought who can possibly anticipate how many how many hygiene products they're going to need during their cycle that month I don't know any women that really really get a menstrual cycle that is so precise you know, it just depends on the month and the moon. <laughs> and the reality is, I just thought it was abhor- abhorrent to have people that are incarcerated 
paying a different price for whatever they did, but then to have to come up with extra money to pay for um, feminine hygiene products. Further, I think it's outrageous that we have to pay a tax on something that is way beyond our control. And I've heard silly arguments by men that say, well, if you want that, then why can't we have uh, a tax on Viagra, uh, I mean, a, a grocery receipt, receipts repeal on Viagra or on condoms. Well, those are all choice issues for men. You know, women don't have any control over their their monthly cycle. Mm -hmm. I mean, they could really, but it would be very, very expensive. And you know, you know that uh, the bottom line for women is why should they be taxed for something that is um, part of their human body? Yeah, that that was what caught my eye was the gender equity uh, angle on it. And and so in other states, they've called it the tampon tax. And, you know, it really just basically says, you know, women, we, we have this monthly cycle, why should we pay extra on top of the product where we have to pay for the product? I mean, there's an argument for saying, like, we should give women these things for free, right? But that's not happening. But at least let's not charge them tax on it. That's correct. I, you know, if we sh- if if we could allocate money for for the product, I would be for it. But reality bites sometimes. But why should we be taxed for something that we shouldn't have to be taxed on? I think it's silly. I mean, I had a uh, uh, someone email me a letter saying that if we were pure women, if we kept our bodies pure, we could control our uh, menstrual cycle. And I thought. Who in the world thinks that? That's just crazy. And of course, you know, there are going to be more arguments as we move this bill forward. The reality is, I think more women recognize than not that they shouldn't be penalized for something that they know has to happen every every month. Okay, and Representative Trujillo, what else are you excited about this session as far as your bills or any other legislation? I have a bill that... Um, studies sexual assault against uh, people with disabilities. And what we would like to do, especially hearing the horror stories that we hear uh, often, and then recently the one in Arizona in which a woman in a, in a coma had been raped and nobody knew until she gave birth um, nine months later. And, and it's my understanding they found the culprit. But those people should not be... Um, they should not be ignored. They should be cared for. They sh- they're under our trust. And to be sexually violated, whether it's elderly women, whether it's um, uh, disabled women, anyone who is in the care of a caregiver and they're being violated is just inc- unconscionable. And my bill strives to stop that. And all of the links to these bills, as well as to the legislature, um, will be at wellwomanlife.com slash radio. And we're going into uh, our segment called Superpowers for Success. I'm speaking with Representative Christine Trujillo at the state capitol during the legislative session. And Representative Trujillo, I have a few quick questions for you. Um, that will help the listeners really get to know you and and allow you to share your tips and tricks from your life with listeners. Um, First of all, what does success in life mean for you? 
Well, health, good health. Um, I'm not a rich person by any means. I live in a very humble home. I My kids are healthy. Uh, they're grown-ups, but they're healthy. I have a loving husband. I, um, I'm happy to do the things that I'm doing, and I've been given the gift of being able to be here. I don't, I'm not at a point where I think that this is an opportunity to go into a higher level career. I've done that. I taught and I've, I've uh, advocated for labor and, and educators. So that's my history. I, I am here to do the work of the people. And to me, any accomplishments that I can make in trying to make life a little bit easier, those are, those are things that make me happy. And Representative Trujillo, when did you know you were really good at what you do? You've been a, a teacher, you've been a, le- you know, you're a leader. Um, you've done all kinds of things in your career. But when did you know that you were really good at what you do? Well, I that's an interesting question, because I think most people question the direction that they're going and the decisions that they make throughout their lives. And uh, I've always considered my life until really recently somebody else put it into perspective. I used to think that where I was at was a series of happy accidents. And the reason for that was because I was, I come from a family of 16 kids, a very poor family. It was linoleum on dirt floors in an adobe house in northern New Mexico. I I, uh, quit high school after my sophomore year. I eventually went to school and eventually got my master's degree in education. I wanted to be a famous artist, but famous artists are dead. And um, I had to have a backup plan, so I taught. And I loved, loved teaching. And then throughout that tenure, I was always uh, involved in uh, politics as a as a, a major interest. And... Um, in my family, you have to fight for what you wanted. And you know, we had a long table and two benches on the side, kind of like the uh, a family on TV years ago. And, uh, and what happened was that you sat with your hands covering your, your plate just because you knew that was a serving you were going to get, and you didn't want anybody getting it if you got up for any reason. So I've learned to fight for my space. <laughs> and and the bottom line is, I guess I keep going through different phases, questioning if I'm being effective. So I'm not sure if I if I can say that I'm really good at what I'm doing. Um, I'm really fortunate that that I've been blessed. I love how you articulate fighting for your space because I I feel like that's still what women are doing and that's why I do this show is because women still are apologizing for taking up space and so we're creating that space we're taking uh, we're we're taking ours we're claiming our space right and claiming our power and claiming our space I agree with you I um I used to be more apologetic remember years ago I'm sorry I'm sorry and now I don't apologize for anything life is short I've done it and you know the sun still keeps coming up the morning and I hope that I'm not um, hurting people as I move my my agenda forward I hope that I'm inclusive but I hope that I'm not um, a sheep and a yes man and I don't think anybody that knows me really thinks that I'm a sheep or a yes man it probably be I probably am the opposite. I speak out, and sometimes the words out of my mouth 
have no filter. So, so that's the way it is, you know, and um, I'll continue to do that. Okay, and Representative Trujillo, can you describe a personal habit that contributes to your well being, your ability to do everything you're doing? Um, what what kind of personal habit do you have that helps you? Well, you know, I am a type two diabetic, and I have to be very very stringent about about taking my medication because I've been known to go into a deep uh, slumber if I'm not if I'm not getting my blood sugar level in place. But um, I'm learning to go to bed earlier and not attend attend every function. After six years here, you know, you get invited to a lot of things. And after a while, it gets old. And you and people are very gracious, but I love my pillow and my bed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and what superpower did you discover you had only to realize it was there all the time? I, you know, I inherited the ability from my father to interact with folks in an, I, I think I have an easy nature. And my father and my mother couldn't go anywhere without somebody in town always knowing my father and talking to him. And we'd sit there waiting. And, and that happens to me and it happens to many members of my family. We're just free in terms of talking to people. And I think my mom taught us that. Uh, everybody deserves a moment of your time. And sometimes I feel like I'm, uh, I'm, you know, all the times that I lobbied before I became, when I came onto this side, I used to think I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to avoid anyone or have them chase me around the, the roundhouse. And now I understand why they did that, because they're going from one committee to another. And I think everyone deserves a moment of our time. So for those of you who I've ignored and I haven't meant to, please forgive me. (laughs) Okay. And what advice would you give your 25-year-old self? I would have taken risks a lot sooner. I would have not been so deferential to the men in my life. And I would have, I I was fortunate that I had the good sense to stop being in a, in relationships that were not productive or conducive to my my needs as well but mostly um i i would have not done too many i wouldn't have made too many changes i wish i had gone to law school like my plan but uh, i think my destiny was in another direction what makes a good leader well i think there are many facets to being a good leader and when I figure them out, I will tell you. <laughs> <laughs> What's your greatest challenge as a leader? Well, uh, I think sometimes I feel I have to help people fix themselves. And one of the things that I've tried to do this year that I hadn't been able to do in the past is is help. There's so many young women, and not even young uh, women, but novices here. We all think we know a lot more than we do, and then the the reality of the session hits and the um, incredible demands on your time and the fact that you're you already create certain certain uh, expectations for yourself and you find out that you can't meet them and then you're functioning in with lack of sleep and uh, not enough healthy food and all those things what i've tried to do is help embrace those new women who really need just a little bit of guidance. I mean, I'm not the font of knowledge by any means, 
But if I can offer them a cup of coffee or tea and they can come and sit in my office and just get away from the the hubbub just for some quiet time, I think that that's helpful. And I wish I had had that. Yeah, that kind of support and camaraderie. Are you talking about other female legislators? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And a couple quick last questions. Do you identify as a feminist? Yes, absolutely. I do def- define myself as a, a feminist. I, I've never questioned that. Even when I was younger, I didn't understand too much about it. I always defined myself as a feminist. Before, I would have burned my bra because of that. Now I would burn my bra because I can't stand to wear it past five. <laughs> okay. And what does it mean to be a feminist for you? For me, it's having equal access to the same um, decisions that men have, the same spaces, um, having the ability to to be in, in in this building and carrying my legislation and not having to defer it to someone else because somebody male deems it's more important to move it forward than mine. Mm. And last question, what are you reading right now? What is on your nightstand? Well, actually, I have several books. I have had um, I have had Hillary's book just waiting to be read, and then I I read a lot of um, Southwestern re- reality books, and I try to keep myself um, um, with some fiction. And I and then I have a lot of uh, land grant books. My brother wrote a land grant book, and I'm still trying to read through it because my family was a land grant survivor. So it, a var- it's a variety of books, but I finally finished um, uh, a pa- what was it? Path Pathway to Success. Oh, I can't remember. It was Lyndon Johnson's uh, Pathway to Success. Don't ever ask me to quote uh, to quote a, an adult book title or or author, but I can tell you anything about kids' books. <laughs> I taught for so many years. Okay, great. We'll link to a couple of those books on the show notes, wellwomanlife.com slash radio. Representative Trujillo, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. I enjoyed it, and thank you for asking me to be on. And that was Representative Trujillo speaking to me at the Roundhouse during the first session of the 54th legislature, which is in full swing now, but you still have a chance to get involved if you want to. It doesn't end until March 16th. We're in a long session this year. You have until February 14th to introduce legislation. So I encourage you all to get involved. Go to nmlegis.gov. That's N-M-L-E-G-I-S dot gov for uh, more information about the session. I want to just wrap up today with some uh, reflection and um, thinking about where we want to head in this year. There's so much going on with ourselves individually, with our work, with who we are in the world, and with what is happening in the world. And by now, you know, you've gotten fully into the swing of 2019, and you're probably working on some of your goals, or you're still figuring them out. And so it's a really great opportunity to reflect on the past year, and what you've accomplished and what kinds of things you felt like you did that you wanted to do. 
and then celebrate those things, you know, really give yourself that time to, to acknowledge and, and really accept that you accomplished a lot in the last year, despite all of the ups and downs and obstacles that you faced. And then, uh, you know, release some of those things that didn't work out for you or that you were disappointed about or that you're beating yourself up about. Uh, It's really time to release those things. And then once you do that, you create the space to dream for the coming year. And that's when you can really uh, sink into your heart and your mind and uh, think about what you want to create this year. And it's a really powerful, connected place that you can that you can be to create that. And so I want to encourage you to do that. You can join me. I'll be facilitating this whole process at the next Well Woman Drinks on February 20th. Go to wellwomanlife.com slash events. That's it for our show today. Remember, if you need support to live your Well Woman Life, head over to wellwomanlife.com slash Facebook to join us. Our monthly live event, Well Woman Drinks, brings women together to share our successes and challenges as women, leaders, moms, aunts, sisters, and all the other roles we carry. If you'd like to attend a Well Woman Drinks near you, or if there isn't one in your city yet and you'd like to start one, email info at wellwomanlife.com. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment and subscribe in iTunes and leave a review. This helps raise visibility, which is super helpful when it comes to producing the show every week. For feedback, comments, or just to let me know you are listening today, find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week. Mm-hmm.